Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. And welcome to episode 76 of the Aligned Women podcast. I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman, and today I'm joined by my most beautiful and amazing co-host, Dr. Danielle Eaton. How are you doing today, Dr. Danielle? Um, You know, our last podcast episode, before we started recording, we asked each other on a scale of zero to 10, how are you doing today? And I was like, we should do that on the podcast. On the scale of zero to 10, I'm still the same because it's the same day. Uh, behind the scenes, look at how podcast recording happens. <laughs> so I would say I'm an eight out of 10 today. Yes. And how about you? I am a 9.5 out of 10 today. It's a good day. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good day. It's been a good week so far, but you know, it is only Tuesday. So <laughs> yeah. All right. What are we talking about on the podcast today? We have a very cool topic to talk about that a lot of you have probably never heard of. And the reason this is coming up is because it's coming up a lot in our membership community, this idea of third paradigm chiropractic. So if you've never heard of third paradigm chiropractic before, don't worry. Lots of people haven't. Um, I heard about it first from Reggie Gold, and probably a lot of you have never even heard of Reggie Gold. He's no longer with us, um, but he was a real chiropractic pioneer in thought process. And um, the reason this keeps coming up is because the paradigm in which you practice really has a massive impact on how you communicate to your patients, on how you retain patients and on the journey and the process that you take patients through. And what we see happening a lot, we see it happening in our masterminds, and we see it happening a lot in conversation within the membership community, is that a lot of times when people feel like their retention isn't what it is, or they're having a hard time getting their ideal patient, or there just seems to be some kind of incongruence in how practice is playing out for them. The reason is because there's actually an incongruence in the paradigm that you're practicing in. So in your head, you're practicing in one paradigm, but in your, in, in your building, in your brick and mortar building, when you're in front of patients, you're actually practicing from a different paradigm. And because there's an incongruence there, it's going to show up in how your patients see practice and your practice style and it's going to show up in whether or not they stay with you. You so, know, the episode that we did on unmet expectations and that being the yeah. biggest reason why women leave practice or why people in general leave practice, really, I think that unmet expectations plays a big role here. If you don't know yeah, I, what paradigm you're practicing, like if you think that you're practicing one way and your patients aren't getting it, there's this unmet expectation between you and your patients and what your patients want from you and what you want from your patients. But it could just be that you haven't clarified your systems and procedures to to match your paradigm. So let's first talk about what are the paradigms of chiropractic? Okay. I'm not sure if there actually is such a thing as first paradigm. So let's just hop into second paradigm because 
I think that that's actually the paradigm that most people practice in. Yeah. So when I think of second paradigm chiropractic, I think about, you know, that picture, the nerve chart, um, sometimes it's, it's a woman and there are nerves flowing through it. And then from each sort of block of nerve segments, it'll have different symptoms that come up from it. The uh, merit chart, times. is that what it's called? Yeah. The merit chart. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times we give those, those pads of paper, those sheets of paper out to our patients as part of the report of findings package where we, we mark off the different subluxation levels that we found and they can sort of follow the line out. And, you know, if it's upper cervical, they can see that it says headaches and dizziness and ear infections and sinus problems and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, further down in the mid thoracics, it'll say digestive system and stomach and heartburn and lungs, asthma, allergies, you know, those kinds of things. That is second paradigm chiropractic. When we have this sense that adjusting at a certain level takes care of a certain symptom or goes directly to a certain system. And so what we're communicating to our patients is, and it may not be exactly like this for you, but the general idea is, Danielle, you've come to see me because you have headaches. I've done testing of whatever kind, whether it's x-rays, whether it's a subluxation station, whether it's posture, whatever. And what I found is a subluxation at C12. And I have related to you that this is the reason or this is most likely where your headaches are coming from. Or you have a cervical spine subluxation. It's no wonder that you have headaches. And what we're doing is we are correlating the headaches to a particular area of the spine and a particular problem in the spine. That is second paradigm chiropractic. It's, it's relating symptom to subluxation and, and inferring that there is a causation there. Third paradigm chiropractic removes that causative link. What it says is you have a subluxation, that's the problem, it needs to be fixed separate sentence, you have headaches, you have allergies, you have chronic sinusitis, you have 11 day periods, you have a heartburn, you know, you, you have whatever. I don't know how much of that might be coming from your subluxations, but what I do know is that you can't possibly have the level of health that you need to have with these subluxations. So we're gonna correct the subluxations and we're going to see what happens with these other things. Does that difference make sense to you, Danielle? It totally does. And, you know, coming from the chiropractic school that I attended and then being in a sports medicine residency afterward, the S word, subluxation, was like, it wasn't even a thing. It wasn't even a factor. It wasn't a part of how we practiced. And um, what I found was that like as a chiropractor myself, what I wanted to do was I wanted to help people live their healthiest lives. And I didn't just want to be chasing symptoms essentially. Um, but yet that was the, that was the paradigm, if you will, not necessarily to say a second or third, but that was a paradigm that I was trained in. So that was how I practiced for quite a long time. And I, um, I struggled for a bit with how to rectify this part of me that wanted to help people live their healthiest lives in this part of me that was trained to treat symptoms. And I, f I feel like now I'm re like, I really lean more toward a wellness based model, but yet I have patients in practice who come when their 
head hurts or when their back hurts, right? So that's an interesting process to go through at this point in practice. But I think that a lot of people can relate to that experience too. Like, I don't want to just see them when they have a headache. <laughs> I don't want to just see them when they are, when their back hurts. Like I want to see them when they're healthy and well too. Um, yep. and, and help keep them that way, like healthy and well, because, um, there's, there's something free or not symptomatic. They're not in acute pain. Um, might they have subluxations? Yeah. And that's why they're there getting checked. Right. So yeah, it's an interesting, it's yeah, an interesting that's... dichotomy of like the journey of the last 10 years of practice too. Well, and I think that most of us we actually are third paradigm chiropractors. Whether you're practicing in it or not, I think that most of us are third paradigm chiropractors. And the reason I say that is, if I asked you the question, how do you approach care with your children? I think that probably most of our listeners would say, well, I check my kids regularly, regardless of whether or not they have symptoms, right? Our kids get adjusted really regularly, or I should say they get checked really regularly, whether or not they get adjusted is that's a secondary point, but we check our children because we want to make sure that we find things before they become a problem. So we are in that third paradigm uh, level of, of chiropractic in the way that we think and the way we approach care with our family. The problem is we don't always translate that to what we do with our patients. And it's, it's exactly what you said. Most of us want that for our patients. Like the vast majority of our listeners, we would love to be checking our patients, you know, on whatever regular basis, maybe it's weekly or biweekly or monthly or quarterly, whatever it is for you, most people have an idea of here's a time frame, and I would love to see every single patient in my practice within that time frame for the rest of their lives to help them live the healthiest life they possibly can live. That's third paradigm chiropractic. Regardless of whether or not they have symptoms, I just want to check them so that they never have a symptom. And yet there's something that gets lost in the translation when we start talking to patients. And what we do is we start pairing symptoms with it. So it's really no wonder that we have a large subset of patients usually that think when my back hurts, I go get adjusted. When my nose is running, I go get adjusted. When my head hurts, I go get adjusted. And it's because we've actually trained them that way. And we've trained them that way right from the get-go, right from the, the very, like the first and second visit, or whenever you do your report of findings, it's how you communicate it. So here are the two big flags that I see with practicing in that paradigm. And then I'm going to tell you two ways that it tends to affect your practice that you're probably not even aware of. So the first danger that practicing in second paradigm has is that you can miss things, right? Like, you know, if a patient comes in with a certain set of symptoms that look a lot like a headache, it can be something much more dangerous than a headache. And if we're always thinking about, well, I just have to adjust them, like... I've heard stories of chiropractors who, even with their own kids, they have, you know, instead of taking their kids to a hospital where they really needed to be, they have adjusted them, adjusted them, adjusted them, adjusted them, and then gone, oh no, I need to, like, now I really need to take them. There is a possibility of missing some very important things 
when you are always focused on relating symptoms to adjustments. And the second part to that, I, I guess maybe it's a part B, but I'm going to call it number two, is that I think it underestimates the complexity of a lot of the health issues that we see. Yeah. And I'm going to use headaches as an example because I'm a headache sufferer. So I used to have headaches every single day of my life to the point where I was taking at least six or eight Advil every single day. And they did every single kind of test on me that was available 20 years ago. And they basically said, well, there's nothing wrong with you. Meaning your tests are all coming back normal. Luckily, someone said, go see a chiropractor. She took some x-rays, did a whole bunch of tests. And she said, you have a major problem in your neck. It's a structural issue. We're going to work at correcting that. That should help your headaches. Second paradigm. Still, it made a massive difference. It took a long time, but it made a massive difference in my headaches. But the reality is, I'm still a headache sufferer. One of the things that I only figured out, I don't know, maybe eight or nine years ago, I was in my late 30s, was that if I have a cup of coffee every day, I almost never get a headache. Do I like the fact that I feel like I need to take a cup of coffee like it's an aspirin? No. But I also don't like having headaches. And I don't have the kind of headaches where if I just go to sleep or take a rest, my headache goes away. No, it just gets worse until the point where I've got to gobble down so much pain reliever, I'd rather just have the cup of coffee. I have also found in the last little while that there are other triggers that seem to be setting them off in clusters again. And I haven't had that in years. I've been adjusted so regularly. I've got x-ray. Like I've got all those things. Chiropractic helps to a point, but for me, there is more going on. And I know that that's the case with a lot of the patients that I have that are headache sufferers. That's just one example. Think about hormones. Think about how female hormones wreak havoc in your patients who are over 40. We can do so much with chiropractic, but there are still so many other things that are going on in that particular health challenge. And by, by relating this particular symptom with this particular subluxation, we are underestimating the complexity of our bodies and the complexity of the issues that our patients are walking in with. So I think that by working from a third paradigm and simply acknowledging, wow, you've got a lot going on and you've got this problem in your spine and nerve system. This problem that you have in your spine and nerve system simply does not allow your brain and your body to communicate the way they were designed to you. You can't possibly have the level of health that you could have if that a lot of what you have going on can be helped by correcting this issue that you have in your spine. But how much of that? I don't know. But all I know is that this in itself, if you didn't have a single other symptom, the fact that you have this structural problem going on in your spine, that in and of itself is robbing you of life. It's robbing you of energy. Your brain has to work way harder than it should to do everything in your body. And I promise you, when you ask your patients, does that make sense to you? I promise you they will say, yes, that makes total sense. And if for nothing else, we're going to work at correcting these subluxations because that's going to give you the best possible chance at being the best you. I think it will also help your headaches, your back pain, 
your X, Y, Z, whatever it is, but I don't know the extent. Are you with me in this? And just ask them, is this something that you want to do? And your patients will, I've never had a patient say no yet. (laughs) And then the great thing about it is that, see, here's the thing. What if the headaches don't get better? Because we've all had people that we've adjusted, right? And we've told them, you know, look at this subluxation at C2 or C7 or whatever it is. No wonder you're having headaches. We start adjusting. We see changes on their EMG. We see changes in their posture, but they still have the headaches. So that means you're either a liar or you didn't know what you were talking about. And then your patient's going, but I thought the headaches were going to go away. But really... I think all of us inside ourselves, we don't actually think that we know 100% that when we adjust this segment, the headaches are going to go away. And of course, I'm using headaches just as an example. Yeah. So here is the problem that it creates in your practice. And it creates a massive problem with retention and honestly, with trust. Is that if you have given them the impression that there's a correlation, a direct correlation between where you're adjusting and what their symptom is, and then their symptom doesn't go away, you have just undermined your authority as their doctor. That is a massive, massive problem. It's a trust issue, and they will not refer people to you if they feel like either they've been lied to or that you don't actually know maybe what you're talking about. They're not going to refer their friends and family to you. So that's one problem. But the other problem that can be just as bad is, well, if you've related the subluxation to their symptom and then they do get better, why do they need to come back? Why would they continue seeing you? If their headaches have gone away, we haven't given them enough of a reason to continue to get checked because we've given them a reason that we're adjusting them. And when the symptom goes away, in their mind, The care is done. There is no more reason for it. And so this is where we run into issues of retention. And, you know, the the biggest example that keeps coming up for us, Danielle, in our masterminds and in the membership community is around dealing with pregnant patients. (laughs) Yes. Right? Retention is, is really hard with a pregnant patient if you are not working in a third paradigm because they've got so much going on in their life that what we're telling them is, you know, we're going to adjust you to make sure your baby's in the correct position. We're going to adjust you to make sure your pelvis is opening. We're going to adjust you to make sure you have the best possible labor. We're going to adjust you because you've got this sciatic pain or this, uh, you know, femoral nerve pain or whatever the case is. It goes away and then they don't see the value of being cared for beyond that. Um, if they bring in their baby, my baby's colicky, and we've related colic to a subluxation from the the birth process, the colic will go away likely. Again, there's no reason for them to continue. And because they're so overwhelmed to begin with, this is just one more thing on their list that now they don't need to do. Whereas if we've told them, especially in their pregnancy, here's a core problem that's going on in your nerve system. So in order for you to have the healthiest possible pregnancy and beyond, for you to have, for you to recover from your pregnancy in the best possible way, for your baby to be developing inside you in the healthiest way that he or she possibly can, we need to make sure that we have that brain-body connection as open and as clear as possible. 
And the only way we can do that is to make sure that we're checking these subluxations. Does that make sense to you? I promise you that that will make sense to them. And if you want to retain these moms after they've had their babies, they have to get that this is part of an ongoing health strategy. So the thing for me that this comes down to is that if you, if you are in your mind, a third paradigm chiropractor, but if you are in your actions, a second paradigm chiropractor, it creates a lot of discourse in your practice and it can be really, really frustrating. It can lead to unmet expectations, right? Yours and your patients. But when we know, and I don't care what you choose, as long as you're helping people get healthier, amen, hallelujah, do it. But if you choose second paradigm or if you choose third third paradigm, it's really important for you to know how you're operating and your expectations are going to be different. If you are third paradigm chiropractor, then you're going to be doing more patient education and you're going to have longer term relationships with your patients. If you're a second paradigm chiropractor, you might be able to do less patient education, if you will, but you're going to have shorter relationships with your patients or they're going to, you're going to see them less frequently and fewer visits overall because they're going to come when they have the symptoms. And that's going to mean that you also need more new patients in your practice to have the income in your practice that you want to have financially. So each of them, I feel like have their advantages and disadvantages, but knowing really clearly and precisely which one you are coming from is the key. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important to just reiterate again, like you just did, we're not advocating one paradigm over the other. What we're advocating is simply being in alignment Mm -hmm. with the paradigm that's in your mind. And if you're frustrated in practice and you're wondering why you're constantly needing new patients or your retention is not where it is, that may be, I mean, there can be a lot of other things too, don't get me wrong, but one of the things that it might be is that there is an incongruence with what's going on in your heart and what's going on in your practice. And as long as you can make those, um, you know, that those shifts line up, as long as what's in your heart is being communicated clearly to your patients, then that's going to help you. It's going to help you in every way, but mostly it's just going to give you a lot more joy in your practice. And it's going to be a lot easier to attract those ideal patients. Okay. So let's start to wrap this conversation up. What do we do when we, we recognize that there's a problem here? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I think the first thing that you need to do is take a look at what your core beliefs are about practice. And the way to do that is take a look at how would you, how would you approach care with the people who mean the most to you, your parents, your spouse, your children. That will give you an indication of what paradigm you're practicing in. And then I would say, look at your first and second visit. Look at the posters that, you're in your, that are in your office. Look at the information that you give patients as you're sending them home from the report of findings and ask yourself what paradigm you are infusing into your patients. And then I would say just, you know, if you feel like what you've been telling them is out of alignment with what you believe, you can begin to shift that in the way you speak about it with patients. 
So it's not as complex as what it might sound like overall, right? Like you can start to, um, again, tackle one of those things at a time and you don't have to make a complete overhaul and start from scratch with your practice. Okay, cool. All right. I think that this is an important conversation. I think uh, all the conversations we have are important conversations (laughs) (laughs) or why would we be here having them, right? We know that your time is valuable and we want to make sure that the the conversations that we have here are useful to you and that you can um, not just listen to them and, and feel like, yay, rah, rah, but that you can actually make changes, positive changes in your practice so that you can feel empowered to be present with your family and profitable in your business and a business that you love too. Mm-hmm, for sure. Okay. All right. Um, Shauna, what do we have coming up on the podcast? We're getting close to the holiday season. So, uh, it looks like we'll be talking soon about how to survive the holidays without losing your mind. Is that right? I love that one. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about making the right friends too. Uh, Making sure that we understand the impact that the people who are around us have on us, which I think is also a really good thing to be thinking about as we approach the holidays. Awesome. Okay, ladies. So be sure to to check back with us next week for our next new episode. Again, if you love what you hear on the podcast, you find it valuable, then please share it with another woman in chiropractic who you know would love this episode or this podcast as well. Thanks so much for listening. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on the Aligned Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women Team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women podcast.